every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 145. So here's my happiness formula, Nick. It's purpose plus progress equals happiness. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to The Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Art of Awesome podcast. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday. So if you guys have been following along, you know that Mondays are our deep dive interviews. Fridays, we've got our Friday Fire, which are a shorter, bite-sized piece of content, kind of a thought of the day, tip of the day, or just something rattling around my brain. But our Mondays, we get to dive deep with some phenomenal guests. And today is another truly inspiring and awesome conversation as I get to sit down and talk with Mike Duffy, who is a philanthropist, the CEO of Happiness Wealth Management, the founder of the Happiness Hall of Fame, and author of five different books on happiness. Mike shares all about happiness and how we can choose to be happy, as well as the difference between happiness joy, how fear and doubt kind of clog the happiness of life, and all sorts of truly incredible tactical pieces of advice that we can all implement in our daily lives to live a happier, more grateful, and more giving life. Mike shares his equation of purpose plus progress equals happiness, and so much more in this episode. So let's wait no longer and jump right into it. Here is the happiness man himself, Mr. Mike Duffy. Mike, first off, thank you so very much for joining me here on the Art of Awesome podcast. Nick, I am so excited to share with you the wisdom and the knowledge that I have gained over my lifetime since 17 when I started to be obsessed with the science of happiness. Awesome. Well, you and I both have something in common then. We both love happiness. Uh, though you have written uh, five plus books on happiness, as I'm just someone who likes to uh, enjoy the the feeling of happiness. Um, you've also created the Happiness Hall of Fame. Can you kind of tell me a little bit of what brought you into this whole study and deep dive into happiness? Sure. So sometimes in life, a tragedy can turn into beauty. So when I was 17 years old, my beautiful mom, who looked like Sophia Loren and had the comedy chops of Lucille Ball, unfortunately passed away after three-month diagnosis of cancer. So a very happy boy became a very depressed individual with no way out. You see, my parents were sixth grade uh, educated immigrants from Ireland. There simply was no money. Uh, So I decided that I would get a degree in psychology. 
I would read every single thing that I could get my hands on in terms of success, resilience, and happiness. And I would become friends with some of the world's greatest thought leaders to try to get me out of this deep depression. And it worked. So that's what led me to a lifetime obsession with happiness. That is that is an incredible story. I'm sorry to hear of uh, the passing your mother as a as a, a, a young child. Um, but it is true how sometimes the hardest things and, and the low points can turn into positives later on in life. And it it's usually only with the 2020 vision of looking back in time that you can recognize that. Um, though I have had similar experiences, not with the passing of, of, a, of a parent, but um, where I've noticed that, you know, something that I think of as being you know, this, this is the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. And then later on in life, you look back and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm only to where I am because of that, or because of this thing that I thought was the worst thing at the time it brought, uh, it brought a different result or something even positive into the future. Yeah. That's why people shouldn't get so down when change comes into their life. Oftentimes change is a good thing. Oftentimes problems and challenges, something as human beings we just want to avoid, we just want things to be easy, takes you to the next level. You learn, stretch, and you grow as a result of it. You become stronger. You know, there's, there's two ways to look at a situation in life. And this is where the resiliency muscle kicks in. You can look at problems or, or things that, that happen to you that you didn't want as this has permanently contaminant contaminated me. I will never be as good as I was before. Or you can say this has strengthened me. I am better and stronger as a result of what happened to me. Everything in life is a choice. You know, I encourage people to take continuing education courses as adults. So I've taken two at Stanford University where I've guest lectured over the years. One was Happiness is a choice. Um, and the other was failure. It was a course titled Failure. It was such a wonderful course. It was, it was taught by a very elderly professor who had started at Stanford in the late 50s, social psychologist. And it was very easy. Uh, we, were, we were broken up into accountability groups of four. And I would also encourage people to get accountability partners uh, because that's what's going to hold you to your goals. And, you know, we would do some kind of a task. And then at the end, which was the most important part, he would tell us, okay, state something that you want to accomplish, but you are afraid of trying because you think you're going to fail, right? So it was an eight-week course parking is hell at Stanford University. And it wasn't free. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to really go for it. Because I have the excuse, if I have to go there and say, look, I'm in this course. And it's a it's a course on failure, believe it or not. And so I'm trying to do this. And if you could help me. So anyway, over that eight, eight week period, I never failed. I accomplished things that I dreamed of, but here's the rub. I would come back and I would present, oh yeah, that thing I was afraid of, I did it. 
And, and more often than not, the people I was in the group with, yeah, you know, life got kind of busy. And I was just like, ah, oh, screw that. You know, I'll do it next week. And I just think that whenever they see that word now, if they have regret that they could have accomplished these life goals, but didn't due to fear. Yeah, I mean, we could go deep down the rabbit hole of fear and doubt and how that really is uh, arguably the Achilles heel behind all of fail failure is the fact that we usually fail before we even attempt it because of uh, that fear and doubt that really kind of lives uh, between two ears in the mind. Um but yeah, back about just before, I don't want to take this whole podcast on happiness and, and take it down into the whole world of fear and doubt because we could, we could talk on that a whole bunch. But, um, but I wanted to ask, as someone who has studied happiness for as long as you have and has written so many books on it, this is going to be a bit of a loaded question for you. Um, but what from everything that you've kind of studied and and come up with, with your own opinions and books, what is the key to happiness or is there a key to happiness or is it different for everybody? So here's my happiness formula, Nick. It's purpose plus progress equals happiness. Okay. So a decade ago, I sat down with a yellow pad. And in the top left, I wrote down the purposes of my life. Believe it or not, we all have multiple purposes in life. So my top three were be a great husband to my wife, Shannon, be a great father to my kids. I've got two amazing kids. Be a great financial advisor to my wonderful clients. And then on the right side of the page, I wrote down action steps. You see, you must take action if you want to accomplish anything in life. So for, for progress, I wrote down every Saturday night is date night. Nick, I found out a long time ago that it's much cheaper to hire a babysitter than a divorce attorney. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, the morning of my wedding, my wonderful father, who wrote poetry for 50 years, and my favorite line of his poetry is, love is the center point of living. He said to me, Mike, in all love relationships, you start out butting heads. And then if it's a real relationship, you start to become as one. Now, what does that mean? That means that you don't want to be mean to your partner because in actuality, you're being mean to yourself. There is a law called the law of reciprocity. And it states that if you are kind to somebody, innately as humans, they want to reciprocate and be kind back to you. So always be kind to Shannon, my wife. So every Saturday night at 5.30, magically for my wife, a babysitter would appear. She didn't have to call them. She didn't have to schedule them. And I would say to Shannon, where do you want to go? What restaurant do you want to eat at? What would make you happy tonight? Because by making her happy, that made me happy. Oftentimes in love relationships, we tend to be selfish. The modern media says, well, that person should make you happy. If they're not checking all the boxes on what makes you happy, you've got to throw them aside. But that's not the case. You know, every morning when you wake up, a good thing to start your day is to ask yourself, how can I be a blessing to others? Mm. You see, when life gets hard, you need to fall back on purpose. 
What are the purposes of your life? Nick, the unexamined life is not a life worth living. So you must examine your life. You must understand what is important to you. You must write down those steps. Benjamin Franklin said that only 1% of people are successful because only 1% of people write down their goals. That was hundreds of years ago and is still true today. So if somebody's listening to this and say, oh, I don't like any of this. I just wanna, you know, for example, I, I do a lot of public speaking. And I was presenting in front of a group and my insurance guy happened to be there. And at the end, he came up to me because that was fantastic. He goes, I know exactly what I'm going to do when I retire. I go, what's that? He goes, I'm going to find a hammock. I'm going to lay in that hammock by the beach and I'm going to drink rum from sunup to sundown and I'm going to be retired. I said, no, that's the recipe for alcoholism. You have not listened to anything that I've stated. You need to make yourself to be invaluable to other people. It gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you a legacy and a life of meaning. That's where joy comes in. That's when you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I did well today. I am important and I'm valuable. I love that. I, I love your, your equation of purpose plus progress equals happiness. And I also love how you're talking about the law of reciprocity and how being of service of others is what brings us joy. For me, it reminded me so much of how on Christmas morning, my favorite part of Christmas is giving gifts, not receiving them. I love watching others open the gifts and the joy that I can bring to them with, with the gifts that I've given. Um, and it, it makes me realize that we can do that every day. It doesn't have to be, you know, once a year at Christmas, we can, and it doesn't also have to be a monetary thing or a physical thing that we can give gifts of joy with presence, with, with the words that we say, um, with encouragement, with support, with, with a, uh, a, a shoulder to lean on or an ear to listen. There's so many ways that we can, that we can give to others, um, and receive that happiness and joy ourselves. There's one thing that I wanted to ask, Mike, is there a difference for you and through your studies, but is there a difference between happiness and joy or are they kind of one and the same? I think that they're sisters. I think that, uh, that joy is more of a fleeting emotion. Whereas, because uh, you, you can't have joy all throughout the day, but you can be at peak happiness throughout the day. And the other thing a lot of people get kind of depressed at or whatever, let's say they're having a great day. And then somebody says to them something that's very rude. And then they find themselves not happy anymore. What, what I'm here to say is that think of happiness like a horse. And you've got to keep getting back on that horse. People are going to knock you off the horse. You're going to knock yourself off the house with envy, right? My house isn't as big as yours. I don't own a house. That person runs faster than me. How come that guy makes more money? I should be the boss. When you live in the world of envy, you'll never be happy. But as humans, we're always going to dip our toe in those waters. It's just impossible. It's our caveman brain. I tell people thousands of negative emotions hit your brain throughout the day. Those are there for a purpose. We cannot stop them, but you can ignore them. It helped the caveman not walk off a cliff. It helped the caveman not to walk into a den of tigers and lay down with them, right? So ignore them. When they come in, be mindful and say, I understand this emotion, 
but you know what, I'm just going to move that to the left. And I'm going to bring about thoughts of kindness and happiness, thoughts of times in my life that were very, very special. I, I love that you're you're explaining how happiness is a choice, right? How how we all have the choice to be happy regardless of the the circumstances of life. And and the horse analogy is so perfect how we, you know, we're on the horse of happiness and if you get knocked off, you got to get back on. Uh like the saying we've always heard, you know, if you fall off the horse, get back on. And so for for my listeners out there for anyone who maybe has a hard time getting back on that horse. You kind of, you, you gave us a, a, a couple tips there, but for anybody that, that either has, whether it be through depression or just a, a really hard time that they're going through or just anything that they find it hard, even if they know that it is a choice, they, they have a hard time kind of um, seeing the joy in life or, or getting back onto that horse of happiness. Uh, what might be some advice for how to choose happiness uh, a little bit easier? That's why you have to have the self-discipline when you wake up in the morning, say, how can I be a blessing to others? So let me give you an example. And anybody can do this, unfortunately. Let me tell you a story, Nick. Um, the Happiness Hall of Fame, I started that because of all the bad news that drag you down. Every time you open up your computer, it's Putin's going to invade Russia. It's, but if we go back in time, there are so many, you know, I, I'm a wealth manager, so I've got to stick my head into the lion's mouth of bad news all day long, 365 days a year. And I've been doing that for over 30 years, so I can't avoid it. So I had to come up with, I said, enough, I got to come up with an antidote. I started the Happiness Hall of Fame to recognize, celebrate, and encourage people and organizations that make other people happy. In the hall is Muhammad Ali, Steph Curry, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the Wounded Warrior Project, and Mother Teresa's Missionaries of Charity. This is where the story starts. When I started this about 10 years ago, Mother Teresa had already passed away, but she's always somebody that has been very prominent in my life. She is a saint. I mean, she's an actual saint that walked the earth during my time on it. So I couldn't honor her, but I decided to honor her legacy. So she started the missionaries of charity all around the world with one purpose, all for the poor. So I called up the local convent in San Francisco and I said, we would like to honor you. We'd like to induct you into the Happiness Hall of Fame. And we would like you to come out to our annual event at Stanford University Faculty Club. 300 people, open bar, not that they were gonna imbibe in that, but like food. And, and we would have the folks that were uh, inducted that year come and give a speech like we do every year. And, you know, it would be a great honor to have you. And the mother superior said, we can't do anything without permission from India. So three weeks later, I get a phone call back. And she says, we did a background check on you. You passed. And we <laughs> would love to be inducted, but we can't come to your event because we can't be photographed. If we are photographed, then we become important and not the mission, which is all for the poor. We don't get to see our family, but once a decade, all for the poor. We don't have savings account. We take a vow of poverty, all for the poor. 
That is our mission. Every day we wake up, it's very clear. This day shall be for the poor. So I said, wonderful. She says, come on up. And I said, great. So I, my daughter at the time was nine years old. I said, Kendall, you have to come with me. I want you to meet these amazing women who dedicate all of their lives for the poor. So, you know, I've got a sweet tooth, as you can tell. And I wanted to get them a wonderful dessert that evening. So I got, you know, those fancy cupcakes. I got two dozen, brought them up. I go into the convent. And the mother superior opens them up. She goes, oh, these are so beautiful. Our friends on the street will love these. And she puts them to the side. Now, Nick, I know that in your life and in most people's life, there is either a phrase or a word that changes your life for the better. In this case, when she said, our friends on the street, the scales fell from my eyes and I stopped seeing homeless people as people down on their luck, people with mental illness. I started to see them as my friends. And that started the Happiness Hall of Fame homeless outreach. Most days I wake up and before I go into the office, I go and I, I say hello to my friends on the street. I know their names. Zig Ziglar said, the sweetest thing a person can hear is the sound of their own voice. I am the friend to the friendless in my community. Um, I pray with them right on the street. I know their troubles and travails. I write down you know, their situations on my notes so that when I see them, I can ask them how they're doing. I know their medication. I support them financially. And to me, that brings me back into a state of gratitude. So you had asked me, there are people that mentally know, because they've read things with so many articles, podcasts, you name it, books on happiness. How do they get to happiness? And they get to happiness by being a blessing to others, by going to the dollar store and getting five pairs of socks putting them in a bag and then handing them to a person on the street. Socks are what they most need. That's how they can do it. I love that. I love how you not only talk about gratitude, but also how to be a blessing for others. For, for me, I have always thought of gratitude as being this key for happiness. And, and regardless of how much we have, whether we are, whether luck is bountiful or whether we're down on our luck or whatever, that there, there's always something to be grateful for. We're grateful because we're breathing. We've got another day alive. We're grateful because we've got, you know, two legs to walk on if you do. Um, eyes to see, ears to hear, again, if we're blessed with all of these things. But I love how you're talking about more than just gratitude, but also being a blessing for others. And and um, there are such simple things that we can do to help others that that need help that in so many different ways. Uh, I, I think the idea of just, you know, going to the dollar store and getting a couple pair of socks um, to leave in a vehicle or to leave, you know, to, to, to have in a backpack or whatever and to help hand out on your when you see someone that's that's on the street or that might need it, it is such an incredible and easy step for all of us and and something that i'm sure would bring us all happiness i've personally i've, I've helped you know 
different people on the street and stuff like that. And, and there's, there's no question that I feel joy and happiness immediately. And often that, that joy and happiness follows me through, you know, the day or the year or whatever it being, you know, a, a great accomplishment in so many ways. And, and I've done similar things where like in my car, I usually keep, um, um, some sort of like, uh, food snack, like what bars are usually the easiest one. And I'll keep them kind of like in my center console. And if I see someone, you know, driving with, with a sign that say like, you know, hungry, need food or whatever. And I'll, I'll, you know, give them a dollar, or give them a, a, a power bar or whatever kind of bar it might be. Um, but the idea of socks, I've never, I've never thought of that for some reason. So I, I, I might have to change that up and add socks into my, uh, center console and help give that out. But this has been such incredible knowledge and wisdom that you're sharing with us, um, Mike. And, and I could talk with you all day long about happiness, about joy, about success, and how we can be more valuable, valuable to others. You have been so valuable uh, for me today so far. Although I know we're on a bit of a uh, a time strain, and, and I want to kind of keep your time with me um, to keep it at, uh, to a value because I know that you've got to, to run as well. So I'm going to move us on to the next part of the show that I call the fire round. And I'm going to fire a couple quick questions off at you that I ask all of our guests. Though first, let's take a brief moment and talk about the sponsors of our show. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to make sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can get NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's ultimate bandwidth, you'll never have to worry about slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe. Or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Does your skin ever get the winter blues, feeling dry or dehydrated? It might be time to try Whey Melrose Place Body Cream. Fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. It hydrates your skin and prevents dryness. It has high-quality, nourishing ingredients like squalene, kukuasu butter, and coconut oil. So if you want to hydrate your skin and get rid of those winter blues, experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. And use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com dot com code believe i ask all of our guests uh the first one being mike do you have a favorite quote or a current quote that you live by abraham lincoln said that folks make up their mind to choose to be as happy as they choose to be wow such a phenomenal quote and and something that makes us all think that 
choice or that happiness is that choice and and we can choose to be as happy as we want to be. Um, Mike, do you have a book that you might be reading or a favorite book of all time? Um, one of my favorite books is, um, the Bible. It is a good book. I actually, that was, uh, that was on my goals. You're talking about writing down goals earlier, and that was on my goals for this past year. And, uh, I was, that was actually probably one of the ones that I was most proud of uh, accomplishing was was finally getting to read the the Bible. So uh, another great book. If you guys haven't read uh, some some phenomenal wisdom through it, those pages. So yeah, a, an amazing read. Um, Mike, if today was your last day on Earth, and everything that you've done up to today, all the books that you've written, the Happiness Hall of Fame, everything that you've done was to go away with you. And all that you were left with was a piece of paper and a pen, and you could leave three truths. These would be three truths uh, to leave to your family, to your friends, to all of your friends on the street, or for anybody following along. What might those three truths be? God is real. My favorite line from my dad's poetry of 50 years, love is the center point of living. And I would say, love yourself. I think, I think that's what, that's what we as humans have the hardest time accepting because of unforgiveness, right? Unforgiveness, you know, I, I talk about forgiveness. One of my good friends is Dr. Fred Luskin, who's written three books on forgiveness, Forgive for Good, Forgive for Life. Um, and, uh, and I, when I was writing my first book, I, and, and you know, I want to share with people to, to try. So I opened up the San Francisco Chronicle about 10 years ago. And it said, most popular class at Stanford University is the happiness class taught by Carol Pertovsky and Dr. Fred Luskin. Well, I've become very good friends with the both of them. Now, most people would read that say, huh, and push it to the side. I called both of them. So if you, if, you, if you are very passionate about something, reach out to the people in your field. And I, I called up Fred and I said, hey, I'm writing about a book on happiness and you're the guy, obviously, and I wanna get your take. And we met for Chinese food because we're both New Yorkers and that's what we love besides pizza. And um, I said, Fred, I have read everything about forgiveness. I understand how important it is. I said, but there are people who truly hurt me in my life, maliciously hurt me, and I can't forgive them. What do you say to people like that? How, how do I get there? I know the quote that says unforgiveness is like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. I know the whole thing, but I can't move it from my head to my heart. And he said, Mike, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think of somebody that you cannot forgive. I said, okay. He says, now I want you to say these words. I forgive you. And I said, I forgive you. He goes, well, you've just forgiven them. He says, Mike, forgiveness is a selfish act. Again, sometimes people tell you a word or a phrase that can change your life. 
being phrased as a selfish act, he says, it's not for the other person, it's for yourself. You will release off of your shoulders that burden of unforgiveness and you will become lighter and more receptive to the good in life as a result. So that's my, that's my superpower. I, I almost look forward to people doing me wrong because it feels so good to forgive them. So I would encourage anybody out there to forgive using the exercise I just gave you. And most importantly, to forgive yourself because it keeps you in peace. When you stay in peace, you stay in power. Wow. I definitely am a huge proponent of forgiveness. And you said something that was super powerful and, and I think often uh, might be overlooked is that not only do we need to forgive others, but arguably more important, we need to forgive ourselves. I think too often uh, we can be the hardest on ourselves. And even if it's just, you know, um, thoughts and, and phrases and words that we speak to ourselves in our own mind, they would be words that we would never say to our worst enemy. So oftentimes I think uh, we all need to forgive ourselves and myself. I'm speaking to myself very much uh, here that no matter the mistake, no matter how horrible, detrimental, uh, whatever it could be, forgive yourself because with forgiveness, all that weight, that stress, that anxiety, it's all lifted off those shoulders and life can be so much more peaceful. It can be so much more better and bring so much more joy and happiness like you like to say. Mike, this has been such a phenomenal conversation. I have learned so much about happiness. I look forward to reading more of your books on happiness and I encourage everyone to check out your TED Talk as well. I'll put the, the link in the show notes. Um, something that I try to do as much as I can for all of my guests here on the show is provide as much value as I can because I get so much value listening from you and your shared experience and knowledge. Um, so is there anything that you personally are focusing on right now that I might be able to help you out with or possibly even my listeners? Well, you know, a great passion of mine is public speaking. So I, I speak for governments, you know, um, uh, nonprofits, corporations, schools, churches. So if you're looking for a great public speaker, that would be me. Go to MikeDuffySpeaks.com. I guarantee that you will bring energy, laughter, and fun to that Zoom call or in person that you're planning on having. I love that. So for everybody, if you guys are looking for that world-class speaker, uh, definitely check out MikeDuffySpeaks.com. Well, I highly encourage everyone. This has been such an amazing conversation. I love getting to talk with you, Mike. And I just love the joy and happiness that you bring into all corners of the world uh, through, your, through your conversations, through your speeches, through your books. Um, for all of those that would like to continue on, follow along your journey, or to reach out, what might be the best way for them to connect with you? Well, uh, you know, MikeWSpeaks.com. And if you're, if you're interested about the Happiness Hall of Fame, it is wonderful content. Many, many speeches, you know, some of the richest people in the world have spoken. There is the Dolly Parton 
uh, video that she sent me. She couldn't make our big award ceremony at Stanford University Faculty Club. It is one and a half minutes and it is hysterical. I guarantee you will laugh. So that's where you can find me. But Nick, I'd like to wrap up with just a few words for your audience. I would like your audience to imagine their perfect life. Who are you in relationships with? Where are you living? What are you doing? What passions are being fulfilled? Tell me, what is your purpose? You see, you are the author of the story of the rest of your life. Make that story one of amazing adventure, generous giving and helping others, noble purpose, massive action, a legacy of kindness filled with love, incredible joy, and pure happiness. Mike, that is incredible. And it gives me lots to think on, lots to reflect on, and something to aim towards as well. I'm going to use that exercise myself, share this with all of my loved ones and family and friends and everyone listening. I encourage you all to do the same as Mike literally just laid out a blueprint for us all to live our best, our brightest, our most giving, and our happiest lives Thank you again so very much. Final question of the day for you, Mike, is what is your definition of awesome? My definition of awesome is when you're at peak happiness, when, you, when you're firing on all cylinders, when you have your money right, when you have your relationships right, when you have the things that you have wanted to accomplish at least you're setting out on that journey to get them done. So to me, that's awesomeness. That is awesomeness. Again, thank you so very much for sharing all of this awesomeness with us, all of these blueprints to happiness, to joy, and to a more giving life. Uh, I hope everyone listening got as much value out of this as I did. And if you did, please, I encourage you all to share this with someone that you think might need to hear this, someone that you think might need a little more happiness, joy, or giving in their lives. Um, as we are just trying to build our collective and community as a whole, and the more that we share this out, as Mike has said, the happier that we can become and the happier that maybe we can make the whole world. So please share these wise words from Mr. Mike Duffy. And I am Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all a truly awesome and happy day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.